What's up, sis? I realize now that the Holy Spirit's been prompting me to speak about rest. And so I'm here today because I want to just share some things with you, especially because so many of us, myself included, we worry about taking time off. We worry about slowing down, taking a rest, taking that tactical pause, taking a Sabbath even, because we worry about everything we have to do. So I want to encourage you today. I want to remind you today. And I want to really speak to the heart, to the root of your issue and help you shift your perspective just a little bit so that you can walk in freedom, so that you can have peace and so that you can just grow in your relationship with the Lord as a Christian woman. You ready? Let's do it. Listening to Her Renewed Strength, the podcast, a place where you, my sisters in Christ, are encouraged to walk by faith and equipped to live well, steward well, and set your minds on eternity. I'm your host, Erica Diaz Castro, your Jesus loving Puerto Rican life coach. If you're tired of living a life burdened by anxiety, burnout, or overwhelm, if you're ready to do more of what you love, create more space for the things and people that matter most, and better steward the gifts and resources God graced you with. If you want coaching, encouragement, fellowship, and just a friend to help you shift your perspective from the temporal to the eternal, you're in the right place. Grab a coffee, journal, and a pen. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to the party, and let's dig into today's episode. So I was actually sitting here preparing to record a very different episode, and I realized that that wasn't what I was supposed to be recording. So I paused and I kind of just asked the Lord to give me the words, to give me clarity. And I was suddenly reminded, this thing came to memory of a conversation I had with a girl on Instagram. I won't say her name out of privacy concerns, but we basically were talking about busyness and rushing and the need for rest, but the resistance to rest. And I knew that that is exactly what the Lord wanted me to speak on, not so much the busyness or the rushing part of it, but more so the reason we resist. And I'm reminded of the book of Nehemiah. I'm actually in Ezra right now because I finished Nehemiah last week, but as I was studying Nehemiah, I realized that so much of what happened, I mean, everything that happened was because God made it happen. It wasn't because Nehemiah was a master planner, though he was really good at planning. The Lord gave him that gift, right? But the Lord gave him that gift because he was supposed to do something with that gift for the kingdom of God, for God's people, right? And it wasn't his gift to keep to himself. It wasn't his gift to glorify himself. It was a gift that he was given so that he could do the work that was assigned to him by God in the time it was supposed to be done. And in Nehemiah chapter 10, actually chapter 9, I don't know if you have your Bible with you, but in case you do, open up to Nehemiah chapter 9. And you're going to see in this chapter that the Israelites are confessing their sins. And just to give you some context in case you're not familiar with Nehemiah or you haven't studied it in a while, in Nehemiah, the Israelites are returning to 
Jerusalem and the wall of Jerusalem is destroyed. The city is in ruins and the temple is destroyed as well. So Nehemiah gets permission from the king that he was the cupbearer to. And he basically goes back to Jerusalem and becomes the governor, rebuilds the wall, puts the right people in the right place at the right time, has the strategy, goes to the Lord, gets the blessing, and essentially moves forward with rebuilding the wall, which which fortifies the city. It's a very important part of their history and the rebuilding of Jerusalem. So when he's speaking to the people of Israel at that time, he's reminding them, like, we were not all right. We were not doing things the Lord's way. He even appoints Ezra to read the book of the law of Moses to the people, and it leads them to, to mourning, to grieving, to repentance, because they realized that they were in the wrong. So in chapter 9, the Israelites confess their sins. And if you go down to verse 19, there are, oh my gosh, so many phrases where it's just highlighting everything God did because of your great compassion. You did not abandon them in the wilderness. By day, the pillar of cloud did not fail to guide them on their path, nor the pillar of fire by night to shine on the way they were to take. You gave your good spirit to instruct them. You did not withhold your manna from their mouths, and you gave them water for their thirst. For 40 years, you sustained them in the wilderness. They lacked nothing. In verse 22, you gave them kingdoms and nations. In verse 23, you made their children as numerous as the stars in the sky, and you brought them into the land that you told their parents to enter and possess. You, 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 God, you. In verse 27, you delivered them into the hands of their enemies who oppressed them. But when they were oppressed, they cried out to you from heaven. You heard them. And in your great compassion, you gave them deliverers who rescued them from the hand of their enemies. And it goes on, right? Verse 29, you warned them. Verse 30, you were patient by your spirit. You warned them through your prophets. You gave them into the hands of the neighboring peoples. You did not put an end to them or abandon them, for you are a gracious and merciful God. I could keep going, but what I want to share is that when we are planners, when we are trying to get things done, when we take on all these things, when we do so many things in a day and have a growing to-do list and are rushing to do the next thing and to feel accomplished and to finally get through that list of tasks that never seems to end, we are tempted to focus on us as the ones who can make it happen when really it's God. He is the one who sustains. He is the one who delivers. He is the one who gives the strategy. He is the one who moves hearts and, and spirits to do what it is that he wills. Sometimes I think that I have a great plan. I'm a planner. My plans, I mean, I, I work on them a lot, right? Like I I do a lot of strategizing and, and mapping out of things, right? I'm, I was a project manager for so long. It's hard not to. I think I'm just kind of like 
that's just my tendency now, literally with anything. But even for things that come natural, I have to check myself because it's not my plans that prevail, it's God's. I have to be careful that I'm not going before the Lord. I don't know how many of you have kids, but I often tell my kids, don't go before me because you could get hurt. You will potentially do something dangerous. It might not be safe. You might mess things up. You might damage this. You might get injured. And we should be thinking the same way with our relationship with God. We shouldn't be going before him. I used to pray about things and ask the Lord to bless that thing as if I'd already made up my mind. And I learned that that was a really foolish thing to do. I used to never rest. I used to get four hours of sleep a night. Do you know what that is? To constantly do that, to be running on caffeine all the time. I know some of you do. You know that kicks your immune system? It just trashes your immune system. And it is so horrible for your health, for your mental health, for your physical health, for your spiritual health. To never take a rest, do you know why you don't do that? Because deep down, if you keep getting deeper and deeper and asking yourself why, the question you need to ask yourself is, do you trust God that he will open up gaps of time for things to get done, that things will get done in his time, that he will prompt you, that he will move you, that he will give you the focus, give you the strength, give you the energy, the support you might need. I'm basically preaching to myself, right? There's a lot of times when I just keep going. And eventually I get to a place where my body's like, uh, no. And I have a physical reaction to the lack of rest. Why, why don't I rest? Why can't I just stop? Why can't I put that thing down? Why can't I just trust that God is gonna open up that gap of time, that window of opportunity for me to do the thing that he's assigned for me to do? I try to control things. I tend to do that. I try to make sure things go smoothly. I try to make sure I'm prepared. I try to make sure that I'm good and everybody around me is good. And it's not a bad thing to plan. It's not a bad thing to prepare, but it is a bad thing to act like you're God. It is a bad thing to act like you don't need him or his help or his direction or his promptings. It is a bad thing to idolize your to-do list, to put that before your time with the Lord, before your time of rest. We're actually commanded to take a day of rest. And I can't define what that rest looks like for you. Is it a nap? Is it that you don't do anything? The Bible says not to do work. The Bible says that in Nehemiah on their day of rest, they didn't even let contractors come into the city. They made those dudes wait overnight at the gate because they were not about to go against the law of Moses. They had suffered. They had gone through a lot of things. They were in captivity for a long time. They wanted to honor the Lord. They trusted that the Lord would get them through because he had. Sure, he delivered them into the hands of their enemies, but that was a consequence because God is just. 
they also saw that he delivered them from the hands of their enemies and brought them home, made a way. So if he would make a way for them, wouldn't he make a way for you? For me, I don't know what you're struggling with right now. I don't know what kind of season you're in. I know a lot of us had a really rough 2023 and I'm not, I'm not saying that I've had it harder or I've had it easier, but I, I've learned. And so my hope today is that you would learn with me, learn from me, and just trust that God is faithful to provide. Sometimes people think provision comes in the form of things, but it's all resources, including gaps of time, support, rest. So I... You know, I'm, I'm honest, I struggle with this myself. It's not something that comes very naturally to me. And if that's you too, I totally get it. We have a few episodes that have spoken to this and I am happy to link those in the show notes. So if you go to the episode description, I'll have those episodes there. I think there's like four of them. One of them with my girl Paige, I love you. You know, rest is so crucial to any good, system for time management and productivity, especially for Christian women. So I'm going to be talking about some systems that you need to have if you want to really maximize on your time management and productivity on January 25th, 2024. It's going down at 2 p.m. My live training, Productivity Beyond the Planner. It's free. And if you can't make it live, that's okay. Register anyway, and you'll get the replay. Head to hurrynewstrength.com forward slash masterclass. I would love to pour into you during that time, just get to know you. I am really looking forward to some face-to-face with you and hoping that I see you there. And if you don't, it's okay. I'm praying for you. I appreciate you. And I will see you on the next one. God bless. Hey, sister girl, if you love today's episode, the best way you can show love and support is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other Christian women who want that same support and valuable content actually find the show. Oh, and if you're ready for more and you want to learn about free group Bible study, upcoming events, free courses, and other services, head to HerRenewedStrength.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter to become an insider. You'll get my weekly top five extra tips and bonuses. I'll see you on the inside.